Greetings, heathens and heretics, and welcome to another episode of In the Abyss. And this week is a particularly special one because we are down in sunny Bristol. Um, myself and the Voice of Reason, we are with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we 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 have the absolute privilege to be joined by Ryan Waste from Municipal Waste just before the guys go on stage tonight. And massively, thank you for your time. You're welcome. First man. and foremost, because I know obviously you're going to be tired. It's a long tour, but thanks for giving us a bit of time. Look. We just want to catch up, really. We've been fans. We've been fans of you guys pretty much since the beginning, haven't we? Since since it all kind of kicked off with Hazardous Mutation, and you know we're sitting here. Best part, we're twenty years later. You're twenty years into your career, really, aren't you? And yeah, twenty, uh, twenty-three, twenty-four. Almost. Yeah, there you go. And, and yeah. you know you're out on this this massive UK tour, and um, one of the biggest things for us is the fact that bands are coming back to the UK and doing proper tours. So, what's what's sort of driven you to this point of? doing a proper tour again because it's been overdue you know yeah like we had a um a strong presence in the uk you know when we were on earache and we'd come over all the time yeah. and we got used to coming over here and then um for some reason our old booking agency was keeping us in germany 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 and we're like we want to go to the uk so the band is begging to go to the uk yeah this whole time you know the last 10 years and it just wasn't landing, you know? And we're like, all right, we're gonna do a pub tour, just our own headlining gigs. Yeah. And this is what that is. And we've been wanting to do this for a very long time. Yeah, and, and it's great for us, because one of the things, obviously we had COVID and everything went to shit, but since then, every, it's all big shows and it's 120 pounds a ticket and, and it's all that kind of thing, but, or festivals. But this year we've had yourselves, we had obituary, um, Trivium have done a, a sort of proper UK tour, haven't they? And it's like, everyone's coming back to doing it old school what i think about that is like everyone was longing for it you know people attending the show as well yeah. as the band so i think everyone appreciates everything a lot more after yeah. the pandemic because you realize what you had before that and now it's like you can feel that energy from the crowd yeah we're excited to be up there you know and it's just it's unreal so it's like back bigger than ever you know so you're 12 months roughly in from electrify brain being released you've probably been everywhere at the minute haven't you in the last 12 months in terms of touring you've done the festival runs and things like that so how's it all been going down how's the, the newer songs been going down on the tour and you know, we, we when was it was we with creator earlier this yeah, year yeah yeah and then we were in carcass in the u.s uh directly after that because the creator thing got added last minute for us we we jumped yeah. on and then we had already had a full u.s tour so it was like back to back to back to back that's how that was which, you know, you can't turn those tours down. Those are great gigs. But um, so with Electrified Brain, everything got put on hold, obviously, because of the pandemic. We recorded during the pandemic. We waited a whole year. Everything was done, and we still pushed back the release because the label suggested that we do it when people are going to shows. Yeah. And so yeah. we sat on it. We were patient. And then, you know, floodgates opened. So that's kind of how that worked. But, um, yeah, I don't know what else... Uh, I mean, it, it must have been tough. It, this, this other bands we've talked to have said the same thing. They recorded during COVID and, and you're having to sit on your music to get it out there. That must have been frustrating. What did you all do with yourselves? Yeah, I mean, I, I recorded a Bat record too, my other band. So we, we did a Waste record and then we did a Bat record right after, um, both with Arthur up in uh, Philadelphia, Arthur Risk. I mean, we got to sit out and actually write and take yeah. our time because usually it's like we're touring we're touring we go all right let's write a record and then yeah. like go back on tour so we just had time for songs to marinate and everything and i think uh that showed in the in the end production you know took our time yeah I guess, first time we got yeah. to take our time yeah, yeah since the beginning yeah. and what i was gonna say back to your other question i realized you're talking about playing new songs we actually relearned our first album songs yeah. for this tour 
which some of them, Nick and Dave and Phil, had never played from Waste Them All because we just reissued that. That came out last week. Oh, boy, this morning. I think we got it here today for the first time. So that's from, you know, 2003. You know, we recorded that in 2002. So, I mean, that's over 20 years old. And playing those songs, you know, our drummer has passed away. He was on that. He was 17 on that record, Brandon. And he, and he goes, he goes, I just go off on recordings. So he just did the craziest drum lines that a lot of them he just made up on the spot. And me and him wrote them together. And like, I was like, man, you never did that until right now, but it's badass. So yeah. let's keep it. And then I, I didn't even overdub any guitars on that either. That's, I did one track overdub, but I didn't change anything. So it's all live and just recreating that energy with the, with the current lineup has been crazy. It's, it's been a challenge. Even though the songs are more punk and crude, but yeah. it's like they're intense. You know? Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing. So we're doing like a block of five of those tonight. Yeah. Bam, nice. bam, bam, bam. Yeah, uh, that's that's cool. How did the um, how did the connection with Arthur Rizik come about? Because obviously he's he's a very I wouldn't say a big name, but he's a producer de jour of our <laughs> yeah, which is great because you know he's like a young guy, and I, it's more that he's just a great person. Like I toured with him, um, waste tour with him. Um, like a short run, I think he was doing sound for that band Nails, and you know we started talking heavy metal, and I realized that we had a lot of things in common. And he's just a really relaxed, like chill temperament type of person, and that's what you want in the studio. So I was drawn more to that energy from him, and knowing that he understood music, he's a great guitarist as well, plays drums, into natural sounds and heavy sounds is what we wanted to get. We wanted to get. A more ballsy recording, and uh, we, we did <laughs> finally. Very because a lot of times it's like you know the production, like we don't know how to twist those knobs to get that. Like I can do it on my amp on stage, but it may not get recreated, you know, in the recording setting. And I knew that he could have it dialed, and it's all Marshall amps, all natural drums, yeah. no triggers. I, I hate triggers, I hate samples, so it's all natural stuff. I use my '86 JCM head on it, Marshall head. So we were talking about that just standing outside, weren't we? How yeah. much beefier. I met this guy Danny who uh, worked for Marshall in the, you know since the seventies or maybe even earlier. Yeah. I met him at, at Milton Keys, and he goes, "Open up your amp," because I bet my initials are signed <laughs> on the inside. And because we heard a Marshall rep was downstairs, and me and Nick ran down, and I showed him the back of our record, which has you know I designed with with uh, yeah, yeah, James yeah. Uh, with like the Marshall stacks on fire, and I was like, if this doesn't get us a Marshall deal, I don't know what's gonna get it, you know. And he's like, oh, I don't work for them anymore. I was like, great. <laughs> I was like, can you put in a word, man? Oh, it's fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, going back on the issue of Waste Them All, what, what's, why did you decide to put that back out? Well, we had put it out on a small label called Six Weeks a long time ago. You know, we never really had a deal with them. Yeah. We're on Nuclear Blast. We've been there since 2010. So why not have all your stuff under one roof? Because we can't get the rights back to the earache stuff. They won't come off them. We've tried. Uh, it was an astronomical amount of money they asked uh, Nuclear Blast for for that. So, you know, we're trying to mend our relationship with them, too, because it's like this our music, our art, you know. So we Fuck want yeah. the records yeah. out there. I, I just want people to have them, you know. I want people to have the actual LP. I'm a big record uh, collector myself. <laughs> and I, I make them for myself. I want to have yeah. it, you know. So, yeah. so it's just like... Um, we wanted in, uh, you know, a wider audience to see it. So, I mean, or to you know, own it. Some people couldn't yeah. own it, you know. So, it's back out now, you know, pretty much original layout. And it's a tribute to our drummer who passed. You know, we put a little um, dedication to him in there. So, you know, yeah. it's something, you know, for the people that couldn't get the first record because it's such a small DIY press before. Yeah, I picked it up from Black City this morning. So and I love Black City. I got to yeah. shout them out. Those yeah. are, those, that's my spot, right. man. He's always... 
holding our stuff. We stop by there every time. Yeah, it's fucking legend. I mean, look, we've got in. I think in the UK we've got two metal record shops, and we in the whole fucking country. Proper we got this Bristol metal, metal quarter. I, I got a yeah. sticker. Yeah. I got yeah. a sticker on my on my record. Uh, I, I'll DJ you know bars here and there, and I got like a record crate, and I, I have a Bristol metal yeah. quarter sticker on there. It all with, like, the slayer, with the Slayer with the Slayer sword yeah. cutting through it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's fucking. Like, you're in London tomorrow. If you've got time, there's another. What's show. that pub too? Because that's part of it too. There's like oh, the, the Griffin. The Griffin. Yeah. So we went. We went to the so we went to Black City and the Griffin. Like that's yeah. that's the it is. Yeah. The it's the effect or the, yeah. the, the dual effect or whatever. It is. It's like that. I mean, yeah. If you're, if you're we're in gonna go tomorrow. there tonight. Why well, is this going out tonight? I don't want to tell people. It won't. It won't go out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going tonight. You missed it. We're going on this tonight, so yeah. it won't go out tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you're in London, there's another shop called Crypt of the Wizard. Oh yeah, for, I've, I've actually heard a lot about that too. I've never yeah, got to stop by. It's there. a bit more cult. It's very KVLT. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, f- I follow them, so yeah, I, I see what they got. I'm I'm a used record fan though. I yeah. only want to look for used records, so yeah, they don't that. smell right if they're new. <laughs> Nice. But they got to be new at some point, you know. It's, it's bargain hunting as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm digging in the bins, man. Yeah, I mean, outside outside of municipal waste, just like general touring challenges at the minute. I mean, I can imagine it's difficult, especially coming to Europe because we've got Brexit. You've got the UK and Europe completely separate now. What are the challenges like? Uh, it's a lot more hoops to jump through. Like I, I do a lot of the management stuff for the band, yeah. like in tax forms. So I did all these like FEU forms, and then you go through this archaic process, and then you send it over, and then they, they're like, "Oh no, the money changed. It's wrong." It's just a, it's a lot of a lot of pain in the ass, like you Sounds know, about right. clerical stuff you got to do, and then you know, it's just it's a shame. I know it's harder than everybody. It's harder yeah. for bands to come through. We, you know, we can get a COS and come over because we're only over here for two weeks, so. Yeah. That was easier. We kind of cruised in through customs, which is nice, which you never know what you're going to get. I mean, it's even hard to get into Canada as a, a U.S. Oh, band. I've heard. You know, and that's yeah. like, you know, if you have any smidge on your record, that it shows up, you know. So luckily we were, you know, we're pretty. I've been in bands where guys, they're like, there's no way you're getting in here. <laughs> Not mentioning any names, but we're, we're luckily uh, are above the law for now. <laughs> <laughs> talking of all, talking of bands, all of you lot are all in other bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, everyone's just like creative, and this is what we do. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Dave would take him out slightly differently because he's been in almost every band under the fucking. Well, sun. he's a little older too. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you, you you all keep yourself busy. Yeah, and, big time. You know, and and that's I suppose that's what it's all about. But um, yeah, um, it's something else I want to bring up. I, I don't know how how you'll feel about talking about it because it pushes some people's buttons. Um, <laughs> It's something that we, we're quite passionate about because it pisses us off. Merchandise cuts in venues. Yeah, um, we can talk about it. <laughs> have, have, you, have you got an opinion on that? As oh, sure yeah, we're, we're, we're you know. fully against them, you know. Yeah. And then Live Nation just posted this thing that they're taking, yeah. which it seems kind of shady. We'll believe it when we see it, you yeah. know. But um, if they do follow through with that and stick with that, great, because no one deserves your merch cut. No. no one. It's like, okay, we, you want our merch cut? Then give us a bar cut because we're bringing people Absolutely, drinking yeah. their beer. Exactly. We exactly. have to spend so much money to make this merch. That's the reason prices go. We've always tried to keep our prices pretty punk rock. And with the cost of it now, it's like you have to go over what you want to sell yeah. for just to make any kind of like profit off of it. Because yeah. it costs – and there's VAT tax too, which we don't really have that in the States. So that <laughs> is insane over here. Yeah, we, we look at that number. We go, are you kidding me? Just take the T-shirt. Just take all the money. So it's like then then there's a cut on top of that. It's just like it's the same thing with like taxes. It's just like it, it, everyone wants a piece, and I think you know who sh- who should deserve it. I mean, put that out. Put a poll out. 
Yeah. Everyone's going to say the band deserves that money. Fucking right. And then because yeah. still, we're still paying for it. The yeah. costs have gone up for everything. Do you, do you find you're at the point where actually it's better for you to do a, a longer tour of smaller venues like this um, and take all your merch uh, money than actually to do slightly bigger venues with an insist on... Well, the only time we do big, bigger venues is usually when we're supporting someone. I mean, yeah, we're on our way to be doing that, hopefully, but... Um, so we're at the mercy of the headlining band yeah. a lot and that they'll do merch. You have to, you know, match the merch, which we don't like doing, but we have to do sometimes. But, um, yeah, I do like doing this, the medium sized venues. And, and if you do have control of your merch, of course, we're going to want that. But the festivals too, it's like, you know, obviously you might make more in a guarantee, but they're going to always take a cut. They always sell for you. You're up against a million other bands. So sometimes we just didn't even bring our merch there because it was like, it's just such a pain. But you want your shirt out there. I want people to have it. You know, I mean, we got a lot of shirts out there. At least, yeah. at least I still see them around. You know? <laughs> You've always been well known. For well, because like Tony was a screen printer when we first, when uh, we first okay. started, and uh, so we were printing them ourselves. Yeah. and that's why we had so many designs early on. Yeah, yeah. and we've tried we've tried to keep it that way, always with fresh stuff. And the festivals are a necessary evil, aren't they? Yeah, and I love doing them too. As long as we can do a mix of both, we're fine. Yeah. You know, like we had just been doing so many festivals, like this is overdue. That's why we're here doing yeah. this now. Yeah, I mean, we. I we, mean, we also did that secret show in, in Bristol too. I mean, Bristol's got oh, like all. Yeah. We've yeah. given Bristol yeah. all the treatment. We gave them a punk show, a, <laughs> we, a, a show with Anthrax or you know Creator, and then like a. I think we saw not, we saw that, and we were like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> that was great. That was just a sweaty pub. You know, we, we're still down to do that kind of stuff. But that's it's it's great fun, isn't it? Cause you can still that was the hardest sound. show of the tour. I was sweating my ass. Off. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> he says great fun. I was like, man, that one was hard, man. Because <laughs> I mean, that's where we come from. But it's what you're in it for. It depends how hungover you are. If you want yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, true. But you, you're literally seeing the whites in people's eyes right mm -hmm. in front of you. And you can't get. Yeah, away from and it. we're we're always gonna go back and do that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I sometimes you fucking stink. Get away I think from me. no, it's not even that. It's just like I stink. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to stink. Years ago, I think you played a venue called. Fighting cocks in Kingston, yeah. Outside London, I couldn't get there for the point. Fighting cocks, they played a fighting cocks, yeah. yeah. I was gutted, I couldn't go to that. Oh man, so, that's like 100, if that is yeah. it, 100 yeah. capacity yeah. venue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You try to keep it a quote unquote secret, but that never works either. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, anything like that, I think metal fans will lap it up. And they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. sniff out a secret. Or it's more the punk fans, and that's what they want anyway. Yeah, you know, the yeah. metal fans are probably a little scared going to that some stuff. Yeah, I don't know if there's much of a crossover now with that. Well, See, I think, yeah, so the lines are yeah, more yeah, blurred now. They're more blurred now than they were. I think, to be fair, for most, most of the sort of metal and punk's history, it's been fairly friendly. I think it's just that point in the late 70s when punk... Yeah, punk was new and yeah. causing trouble. Yeah, and, and you got Steve like, Harris dogging it up. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, and Motorhead's like one of my favorite bands. That's why it's like right down the middle. Yeah, the, the first crossover band, Motorhead. But yeah, you, you talk about crossover. I mean, you know, for where we are now, you guys are you're, you're kind of originators, aren't you? There's a lot of crossover bands around at the moment. It's 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 on a it's on a bit of a high, and there's some great fucking stuff. So yeah, I mean, we didn't invent the wheel. I mean, obviously, you got bands like Accused and Chrome Suckers, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, everyone does the DRI comparison. But I mean, if there wasn't that, I mean, that's like. I was like a amateur guitar player. I was yeah. always a bass player. So I was like, you know, I like heavy metal. Can I play it? I could try. <laughs> so that's what it turned out sounding like, you know? There's some, there is some great fucking stuff around at the moment, though. Crossover. Yeah, and it's cool to see that that's continued on. I mean, we started when new metal was at its peak, and I was mm. out to destroy new metal. Good. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is garbage. I grew up on heavy metal. There's nothing like that right now, at least in 99 or yeah. 2000. You know, it's like... 
let's do a band that, that just crushes all this stuff. That was that was the driving force, you know. We are in a because I was working right? in restaurants. I was working at a strip club, and I was cooking, and I'd hear new metal and like Nickelback and Kid Rock, and I wanted to kill myself. I quit the job. I mean, there's naked women in front of me. I'm like, this is the worst job I ever had because the music was so bad. Yeah, and that's you know I started wasted around the same time, and it was like. This is influencing me in a bad way. I can't take these songs out of my head. I have to quit, and we have to destroy this type of music. Well, how did you find going alongside? Because obviously, after new metal, we had metalcore then, didn't we? We had the kill switch engages. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of that stuff at all either. <laughs> right, we'll, leave, we'll leave that one there. I'm <laughs> just not. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm outward with it. It's fine. I'm I think not gonna, one thing I'm about, not gonna, I don't like to talk negative about any particular bands. I just know what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to 70s progressive rock and like AOR before I listen to like, like yeah. something modern like that. I think one thing about metalcore though is, it, like you said, new metal was fucking terrible. We've gone. It was funny though. At least it was funny. That's true. That's it was true. good for Real a laugh. Wrong reasons, yeah, it was but, definitely good for a laugh. But it kind of. And now it's back. And that isn't new metal classic <laughs> rock now? No. <laughs> the way people no. are dressed. It seems like that. Every week there's another new metal band doing it. Yeah, at least it's funny, at man. But, but yeah. it, it, at least it brought proper metal back. It brought proper riffs back and solos back, and yeah. everything went back to being proper heavy metal. And mm-hmm. we're we're in that that point now, aren't we? Where speed metal and crossover thrash and yeah. all this is it's like there's it's too many sub genres anyway. That's oh, one thing. Don't get, <laughs> yeah. don't get started. On that. Yeah. yeah, crossover punk core thrash black and yeah, death. it's fucking, always been a you know it's you know, been it's, something. Yeah, it, it's crazy. But it's worse when the record store breaks it up between all the sub genres. I was like, where's the used heavy metal? That's all everyone. Yeah, look at. that's all you yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah, you, you or hard rock. You know, it's simple. You know, the further it goes, there will be more and more sub genres. It's got yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, any UK bands on your radar at the minute? Uh, like newer bands? Yeah. Uh, well, we played with um, like that band Pest Control. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, big fans. Um, you know, I, I'm not too up on uh, newer UK bands, and I'll probably think of it as soon as the podcast is over. <laughs> but all my favorite bands are from the UK. Well, so of course. I'll say that. As yeah. a metal fan. As a new ever British heavy metal fan, and like Tanks, one of my favorite bands, of course, Motorhead, Priest, yeah. like Satan. You know, oh, keep, Satan, I think, is the, the only old band still putting out relevant records yeah. that, are, that are amazing, and they're friends of mine too. So I always give shade, uh, Satan a shout. That's cool. That, yeah, that's a band that doesn't get talked about. I'm not. They I'm, should. I mean, they're an incredible band. Yeah, yeah but, they're, and I've uh, had the pleasure of playing. Bat has done a bunch of shows with Satan. We did our first shows with Satan. Yeah, and it's kind of say cool to say you played your first shows with Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course it fucking is. <laughs> um, what's what's the plan now then for the next? You do this tour. What's next? Uh, well, we everything is secret because we, we of course what we, we do is secret, <laughs> as the germs say. But we um, uh, lots of touring, you know, writing. Um, um, you know, I got a, a bat record coming out that I have. I, I've been having to sit on that announcement too. Waste is gonna uh, hopefully do something in Europe again, and you know we're talking about going back to Australia. States. I mean, I can't really give the details away because no, no, it's right, always got to be a big announcement. But yeah, we're not slowing down. I'll tell you that. Is it, go on, go on. Are you, you going to sort of speed up? Because normally we get, I suppose, these days five years between a, a waste record. Of course, you sort of do all your side. And projects. none of that was ever planned, you know. Yeah. I mean, there used to be less, but I mean, everyone's busy, you know. Tech, yeah. Pandemic slowed that. We were actually ready to roll, and then the pandemic slowed that one down. So the only lull was between Fatal Feast and Slime Punishment, but we did like a lineup change. Everyone really was doing their side projects a lot. And, you know, when you're going, 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 you need a little breather from, you know, what you've yeah. been doing. You know, I've been doing it for 23 years, so it's like, you know, you want to do something different. So, and, and we're not slowing this down, but it's just like if we did it so constantly, we'd probably lose our minds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I know I would. 
What are personal relationships like in, in bands when, when you're sort of fucking, when you're living in a bus and... What's crazy is we get along great. And everyone notices that. Like our crew yeah. always is like, wow, I can't believe you guys get along. Because it's like, we, we've known each other for so long. We've yeah. spent more time with, with these individuals more than any, more than our family, even more than our girlfriends and, and whatnot sometimes. It's just like, you got to get along, you know? And you got to yeah. pick your battles if you are upset. But we rarely... Or getting into arguments. Usually, it's something stupid and squashed immediately, yeah. and it turns it, it turns into a positive. You know, is it getting harder as you get older? Do you think? No, I just I like to go to sleep, man. Like if I don't want to <laughs> hang out, I, I go in my bunk. I can just tune it out, man, or pretend to be asleep. Yeah. I'll fake sleep the, to the, not talk the, about some shit. The photo you guys posted a few days ago, back in two thousand five, in the crowbar in London, doing doing beer bongs. I used to do a beer bong on stage every night. You couldn't pay me to do that anymore. I don't even drink beer anymore. I just drink cider, man. Cider, well, you're in the right city if yeah. Cider. Well, yeah, and I mean, and for health reasons too. So I mean, I'm definitely doing a lot better uh, off the beer. So yeah, you're in the right. I do love beer, but that was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. You get to a point of our age where you know what? I just want the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it. I definitely have slowed down on drinking. On tour, it's really hard too, though. Like, I'll take breaks when I go home. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we'll die. We will die. The yeah. rate we've gone at, because I, I drank every day from like a teenager into doing a full touring band. Yeah. I was like, you know, and I could hold my alcohol really well, but I was like, this is killing me. Like, I can't recover from it anymore. Anyone, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but like, it's we're, it. we're only 40, so, yeah. so. So I'm 43, you know, so yeah, it's like, yeah. so we're all the same age. So you get yeah. it, you cannot recover no. from right. a night of party. And I still do that night and I pay for it. I'm yeah. paying for it for two, three days. Yeah, that's it. Hangovers just yeah. get And I don't do longer. drugs anymore either, so I don't, I don't do that. No, nothing, man. No yeah, that's, that's for the younger days. That it? sucks, yeah. yeah. I'll do some psychedelic drugs, though. Because <laughs> those are good for you. Those are mind, yeah. mind opening <laughs> drugs. How do, you, how do you unwind when you're um, sort of taking a break? Well, I was, you know, during the pandemic, I was working on a script and I finished it like a heavy metal horror script. I actually, um, me and uh, my partner, there's a Scottish guy, Jamie Thompson, he, was, he used to write for The Guardian. He, he was like, came on as just like an editor and like kind of typed while I talked. Yeah. And I got another guy, Norman Cabrera, who did uh, a couple of our music videos. He's a, he's a Hollywood effects wizard. Like he's done work for Rick Baker and did like Gremlins 2 and work for Guillermo oh, del Toro. Oh, yeah. Like he's a legit like, oh, yeah. like yeah. effects guy. And he's a metalhead. We became friends. Pandemic happened. I had the script. I showed it to him. It was like half a script. And we punched it up into a full-fledged feature. And Fuck. that made the pandemic great for me. Because I had Zoom meetings. He's in California. Jamie's, you know, over in Southern Virginia. And I'm, you know, at my house in Richmond. And we just were just laughing, writing this film together. Because I always was into creative writing. And yeah. I'm... I, based it around tour experiences but made it like supernatural so it's like very over the top you know heavy metal horror and we're gonna write the soundtrack too this, that's, that is, that's right yeah you're gonna love it it's called exit stage death i have released the title nice. but um you know we're looking for funding right now and um you know slowly kind of it's like the touring definitely always gets in the yeah, way of it yeah. so hopefully one day i'll be able to take the time off to actually make it happen you Can know you crowdfund it uh I, I that would be a, a maybe second to last resort maybe <laughs> Because we like, I haven't even really tried to get funding. You know, we're looking yeah. for two million bucks, so that's like a small budget for a movie. Yeah. That's still an independent movie. Everyone's like, "Wow, that's a lot of money." That's a drop in the bucket in the film industry, yeah. you know. But it's not. I mean, it's, it's it's that's great to hear because obviously you use a lot of trauma footage in your headband. Yeah, this would hopefully go a little level above. Uh, not to, not to knock trauma, but trauma would just no. put anything out. That you yeah. you learn that really fast, and then the stuff that. They actually produce like Terra Firma and Toxic. I mean, those are legit movies, but they'll yeah. slap their name on a lot of like low budget movies. I wanted to be a little.
little more, a, more. T- a tear in that. Yeah, because it, it's a serious movie to me. You know, it's yeah. it's as much as it might be dark humor. Like I, it's serious. It's serious. You know, it's dramatic too. How how would you feel about the uh, upcoming Toxic Avenger remake? I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch anything. You know, I'm definitely I won't knock anybody's movie because I know how hard it is to make. You know, how to put one out, and especially how much work goes into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, so you're in the film. It he, yeah, like. he, he's yeah, the horror I mean, movie. I mean, I mean, oh, I'm a huge horror too, collector so. too. I still have all VHS. Like I don't even buy DVDs. It's all V. It doesn't. I don't even get excited. Oh, yeah, DVD. It doesn't even do anything for me. It's like from a CD to a record. Like the same thing. It's like, it is. It's, part, it's, it's just the, the feel that I grew up with them, you know. And I still have a lot of them, you know. The aren't moldy. Oh yeah, I, I know people who are the same. My whole my well. whole um, media room is surrounded. The whole perimeter is surrounded VHS. It's like VHS wallpaper, like actual tapes around my <laughs> around my whole house. That's yeah. It, yeah. I'll be, I'll be happy there. Yeah, I, I need to put a little video out of it. I was like afraid to do it. I was like, man, I need to get some security oh, cameras up no, in here no. telling people all the shit I got. I said, no, people share their media rooms and they're just, you know, just what you cultivate yourself but what you love. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's uh, therapeutic for me to just look at and, and sort through it. I still go to the thrift stores. You can still find some VHS in the wild, but now the prices are getting kind of crazy not, too. Not, not, not out here. Yeah, no. yeah. No. In the States and like, you know, we'll tour like a bumfuck city and that, that's where you can find some stuff yeah. actually yeah, no, yeah that's same, crazy. With rec- yeah. same with records yeah, yeah. things have gone full circle I mean, we've been talking about we're vinyl collectors as well yeah, the point. price of vinyl is going through the roof and VHS, VHS and then today. t-shirts now too yeah. that's just yeah. insane yeah. I mean I, the stuff I'm sitting on is crazy I'll never sell it until I'm like maybe about to croak you know <laughs> Then, you know. But it, it goes. I suppose it goes in cycles, doesn't it? At some point, it'll it'll drop off again, oh, and there'll be something will come else. Back, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. If mini discs come back, we may as well give up and fuck off because they were terrible. All my all my stuff's on CD-ROM. I don't know about you guys now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's digital for, conven- for convenience, and it's it's vinyl for listening to it properly. There's, there's no need for anything in between. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. And, it, and just to hold it, something tangible. That's what I like about it. You know, yeah, the yeah. artwork big and everything too. Uh, it's cool. But, I mean. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll kind of kill it there because we'll, you know we could go on forever yeah exactly yeah we'll go around around in circles but we um, obviously you got you got something on tonight which you might you know need to do so we'll, yeah we've uh, got a show to play I guess. yeah a little bit of that so <laughs> yeah. um so we'll, we'll call it there but look, sounds um, cool man thank you for your time yeah of course you know, man. cheers it's, guys it's it's great talking with you guys thank nice you. talking to someone my own age man that's great <laughs> yeah we, it's, we're all getting old we're all going grey my, my yeah, fucking that's... kids are teenagers hey, it's just, hey. well, we record we actually record nothing wrong with going grey and it's just like just get yeah it's worked out yeah. nothing, nothing major nothing hardcore just a beer it's always yeah. Friday so yeah, we happen to be on a Friday that's great yeah exactly yeah. exactly. Yeah. And one of our guys lives in Saudi Arabia so it's, oh wow um, okay so yeah we're an international do you play music on the show too no no it's just talking music yeah yeah that's fine yeah just talking yeah, it's, it's all good fun. But yeah, man, thank you so much for you. Yeah, Have of course. a great one tonight. Enjoy the rest of the tour. Um, we're going to go drink hard. And we've got someone with us tonight. He's at his first ever metal show. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> well bring him by. We'll, we'll, say, we'll say hello. So, uh, Gav, yeah. this, is, this, is, this one's for you. Yes. We, yeah, we he's got going you. in the pit. Yeah, Gav, we got you, bud. <laughs> thanks, man. Cheers. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we're back next week. And, yeah, stay metal. Will do.